This episode of the Curfew Boys is brought to you by Lauro Napoli. Located at 6764 St. Lawrence Boulevard, Lauro Napoli is the destination for high-quality Italian-made men's clothing and accessories since 2001. Call Lauro Napoli at 514-564-2327 or visit them at lauronapoli.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Curfew Boys. Another depressing episode of The Curfew Boys, live in their basement. Once again, during curfew hours here in Montreal, Quebec. For those living in Montreal, Quebec, tomorrow, curfew is at 8 p.m. Yeah, I'm just uh, not in the mood tonight, so I'm going to start uh, introducing to my boys. We got Chipman Adri. We got Fireman Sam, Statman Joe, and we got our special guest here, Peter Rizzuto, and me, your depressing host tonight, Anthony. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, I'm sure you guys know what this song's all about. I'm going to say it right now. What is going on? What is going on in the Habs dressing room? What's going on on the ice? What's going on? Guys, I, I don't know. I really don't know. You guys, take take the floor because I'm just so like, whatever. This song, makes me ha- this song makes me happy though. Like you, you changed my mood from like super angry to now like feeling a little peculiar. Uh-huh. I'm, no. I'm feeling pretty pissed <laughs> off. I'm with Vito. Oh, I'm upset, dude. Like... This has I've to had be. more fun watching the Rockets. I know Caulfield with his big debut, but I actually enjoyed their games more than the Canadians. We'll, we'll, like, we'll get to we'll get competitive. To, it's we'll get to Caulfield later. Just, no, we'll get to Caulfield later because we need to say something positive later, and we'll 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 end we'll end the episode yeah. on a positive note about Caulfield. This part is not about Caulfield. I'm just saying overall, no, 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 sure. I've enjoyed watching the Rockets this week than I have yeah, the Canadians because they're winning. Laval Rockets and are they, winning. They, they're, they're actually playing <laughs> hockey, but. Where is everybody? Where is everybody? Nobody. I didn't hear a mention of Stahl, Suzuki. Through I forget it. Just, just I, I don't know. Wherever he came from, throw him back. Just, just throw him back. <laughs> they don't, they don't say want that him, say, say that guy. Say that guy. Say that guy. Throw him back Joe. to say that guy. I, 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 I don't know anymore. We, I, no, there's I, not one positive thing to. There's, I, there's yeah, really not one positive thing nope. to say. And Price could have been in Nets, and I know we talked about this. Even if Price was in Nets tonight, God could have been in it. Jesus Christ could have been in Nets. They would not. <laughs> they would not have won this game. If Gallagher's the only one that could spark this team, zero goals. And, yeah, if Gallagher is the only one that could spark this team and give him and give us energy, there's a huge problem. Well, there, there, there is a huge problem. Well, you can't well, rely on one player to give you this energy. No, but look, look at it this way: you have you, in the last three games they. They don't have their hearts of their team of the team. There's no price and there's no Gallagher. 
And for sure, Joel, you're right when you're saying if if one or two particular players are missing and then the rest of the team crashes, yeah, it's a big problem. But that's been the reality of this team since 2013, since Gallagher broke in the league, even before that when, when Price was starting goaltender. That's, that's what this team is. That's what they've been. They've relied on Price and Net, and they relied on Gallagher Crashing the net. Okay. Thank you for mentioning that. And I'll tell you why. Look at, okay. I think it's safe to say that Brendan Gallagher is not the most talented player on the Habs roster, right? Like he's no, he, he, he's no, uh, he's no Austin no, Matthews. No he's no Mitch he's Martin. He's, he's not, he's he not. He doesn't even have the talent of Drouet no. in terms okay. of like, in terms of Fair. skills. How does he get all his goals though? Garbage goals in front of the net. Okay, garbage goals are not. It's it's rushing to the net, right? With the exception of a few shots from the slot that he that he's capable of doing. Yeah, for sure. But majority of his goals, every time he's had thirty, at least a thirty goal season, we could argue that half of his goals, or maybe even a bit more, were getting those garbage goals by going to the net. Do we agree? Agree, hundred percent. Okay, what the fuck was this team doing tonight? Not going to the net. I, I don't understand so many plays where the centerman or the winger is coming into the zone and the other, the, the puck carry he's watching what his other two forwards are doing. Nobody's going to the net. Not the only sh- other player that no, does no. that is a pair. Con- well, later. Uh, no, but that's not my point though. There, there, there's nobody being aggressive to that net. That's why they were scoring at the beginning of the season. It's because they were so aggressive to the net. They're not doing that anymore. Connor, Connor Hellebuck is not a is not a Bush League goaltender. He's an elite goaltender. The first period was a decent period because they were going to the net. They is they were creating scoring that? opportunities. No, hold on. It's they were creating scoring opportunities because they were actually going to the net. Fine. They 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 were missing open nets. Like they could even they can't even score on a soccer net. Fine. But the point was that those are they were creating those opportunities by going to the net. I don't know why. The second period, and the third period, they stopped doing that. I don't get it. It's not only that, Sam. You brought up a good point. Of the beginning of the season, we were crashing the net. But we also, you know, at the beginning of the season, what we were doing is taking shots on net. And I know, Joe, you complained about that in the first few episodes where, you know, we were just taking these random shots to the net and hoping it goes in. Okay, yeah, you're, we were doing that a lot. But not, it's not the point. The point is we were actually taking shots. And I don't know if you guys noticed, yeah, no. we're not taking shots anymore. I don't know if they lost confidence. I don't know if people are injured. Well, no, I don't know. Actually, they, they had they had thirty they had thirty seven shots against. Uh, was 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 it the last game? Yeah, but how or many of them were high good. danger shots? That's the question. Fair, fair, but that's not another many. thing. That's another thing too. They're 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 not going aggressively to the net anymore. And another problem they have, and it's it's it it upsets me even more, is that in their own defensive zone, when the winger has the puck along the boards, they can't seem to get it out easily. They cough up the puck all the time along the boards in their own zone. Thomas Tatar has been Thomas Thomas Tatar was was victim of that for the last two three games. I'm just throwing him out there because I I noticed him a little bit more. But there's other wingers who are doing it all the time. Every time in their defensive zone along the boards, for some reason, they they don't know how to get the puck out clearly. They're I'm, not I'm moving. Their, they're not moving their feet either. It's 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 well, look, in this is, game, which is right. This game, it was the first game of the season that I would say, this is probably their worst game of the season. 
In my Absolutely. opinion, it's their worst game of the season. And it's it's a little reminiscent of lot of last season too. It's one of those games where everybody – there's nobody that could say this game that you look at and say, hey, that kid or that kid or that player or whatever showed up. Nobody showed up. Not a single player showed up tonight. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. These are important games. These are what they, you know, the what they say is a four-point game. And nobody mm-hmm. showed up. Yeah. I'm going to start blaming that for, for your guys' great points. I'm going to start blaming that uh, starting to pin this on Ducharme. I, I don't know what's going on. To me, when I see what's going on with the line pair with the lines, it's like taking a blender, just throwing shit in and just mixing it. Just like that that's what I feel he's doing with the lines. I didn't like Julien where he was um he he didn't like to be dynamic enough to change it, but I think Ducharme is overdoing it by changing it mm-hmm. way too often. And he's also changing things that work. I mean, on defense, even the analyst said tonight, uh, I watched a bit of uh, the sportsnet. Petri. Yes, I wa- I it's like Petrie went from second to ninth in in, uh, in defensive scoring and he's had four assists in his last like 10 or 11 games. It's beyond brutal and this all started when he started playing with Kulak. So it doesn't make sense. Okay, maybe you don't want Kulak with Weber, but something's got to be done. He's changing all the forward lines which some of it was working and the the part that that hasn't been working forever when I keep saying about the defense. He hasn't changed it at all. It's it's so true, though. And I feel like what he's doing is if 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 whichever line combos are not working for that game, it's as if he's got to change them the next game. Look he at the line. The third period, Sam, by the way. Yeah, no, guys, I, look, I get look, it. That's, line, that, no, but that's because that's the beginning. What lines worked at the beginning of the season and even, uh, you know, even at the beginning of Ducharme starting off as the head coach. Okay. Yeah. You had the, you had the Suzuki yeah. Anderson and uh, I was just about that had chemistry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had downfalls a few games here and there, but they had chemistry. Yeah. I guess the best way to look at it is when we acquired Eric Stahl, what was the first thing that came to mind or where he would slot in when we got him? Fourth line center. So all of a sudden we thought, okay, fourth line center. And now we're moving KK to the wing. Why? Why? I get it. Less defensive responsibilities. Maybe something was uh, going to work with him. All that stuff. Gallagher's that? injury too, I guess. But still, why do that? You have depth on the wings. Keep. Now, at this point, I'd rather see uh, you put you slot Eric Stahl on the fourth line center. And then if you have to, have Jake Evans as your winger on the fourth line. Jake Evans, exactly. Last 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 season, Jake Evans was on the wing in Laval with Jesperi Kakanyemi and Charles Hudon, if you guys remember him. And he had a phenomenal season as far as Jake Evans is concerned. I agree with that. I want to see Jake Evans on the wing if we have to. Speaking of Jesperi Kakanyemi on the wing, I actually think he's not he he's not that bad. Having said that, I don't want him to be on the wing for that much longer. And yeah, speaking and speaking and speaking of lines, why why not try again Jesperi Kakanyemi with Anderson and Tofoli? Remember that line? Dushan put that line together and they, they they were flying that one game. I would like okay, when we when we acquired Josh Anderson, I loved it because I knew what, what we were getting. We're getting a power forward, a guy who crashes the net and all that. Now, mm-hmm. okay. Granted, he probably had some injuries and he still he's probably still has some injuries and that's what's stopping him from doing the exact same style of play that he had at the beginning of the season. But with that being said, Gallagher got hurt. If it's at all possible as the coach, I would sit 
down with Josh Anderson and say, I need you to be that Gallagher type. He's got the big body, crashes the net. He's hard to move in front. We, when we acquired him, a lot of the things that people were saying is speed, crashes the net. He can score goals. And guess what? Net front presence. But yeah. he's not being used that way. That's the difference. He's not That's being used that way. And, and you know where else he could be used? And look, as much as I like Byron and Evans on the on the PK because they show the speed and stuff, our PK is not working anymore. It worked at the and beginning. It's not play. working anymore. No, exactly. special, special special teams is not so but special anymore. Why don't you try Anderson the PK? He's he has the same speed as Byron, maybe even better. Can crash, maybe can cause those 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 shootouts. But anyways, what I want to say because we keep talking about lines, 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 lines. I I don't find it's normal that we're changing lines every single game. I think that's a problem. There's I don't think there's no team in the NHL right now changing lines. Every single game, we can never get and it we right. change what's worked. That's it, the it, problem. The, the exactly. few things that did work, we changed it. The, the Petrie and Edmondson, and, and the Suzuki Anderson, even and Joy, even Joy, Joy. I know we want to we want to crap all over him right now. And yes, he's not playing great. And he did come out talking about his wrist. That he's only got two goals. Yes, there's a lot of negative negative things that we could say about him. But clearly, the kid. He's barely a kid, but he's still whatever. The player himself he's works. 20, he's twenty six. Yeah, compared to yeah. us, he's, he's a kid. Still, yeah, fine, to compared say. to us. <laughs> <laughs> he's a type of player that works with chemistry. I mean, most players do, but the moment you took him off that line that he was excited to be a part of, he went to shit. Put him back. Put back Anderson Suzuki and join back together and see if – and just tell him, guys, offense. End the story. So offense. You said, you said something uh... – during the game, you had messaged me on 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 Messenger saying, "You you, you said it right. You wrote Claude Duchamp or Dominic Julien, right? They a different coach, but lately it looks like the same shit. And it is the same shit because, like Joey just said, you're making changes every single game. You're also making changes on things that work, and that's what we saw with Julien last year as well. Things that worked." Were made were, were changed instantly, and things that didn't work still changed. There's always changes. You cannot build chemistry when you're changing every single game. And this is what I said at the beginning of the season with the whole back and forth with Price and Allen. You cannot get a group of guys build momentum and chemistry if every night you're making changes. One day I'm playing with you. One day I'm playing with you. One day I'm playing with him. One day I'm playing with him. Like. Fuck, for God's sakes, these guys are athletes, they're professionals. Yes, they need to be able to quickly adjust. But at the same time, we're all humans, man. Listen, I'm, I'm, not a, yeah. I'm not a coach in the NHL as much as I wish I was. But at the end of the day, we have to kind of like trust the judgment while still criticizing or being quite questioning what the hell they're deciding. But I agree with you. you. You can't do a blender or run everybody and just start, you know, it's like it's almost as though, hey, you know what? What are we gonna do today? It's like an experiment. This is what we're gonna do today. But some of the stuff worked before, and you know what? It's I. It's like what is it? Do, does he think that by juggling the lines the way that he's juggling, teams won't know how to prepare against them? No, it, it doesn't make any sense. No, I don't. I don't think that's what he's thinking. I just it doesn't. Think he's it doesn't to make find any right sense. Balance. But the right Which balance. Is- we lost Gallagher and what it threw everything off balance. Yes, Gallagher is an important piece of the team. He does something that a lot of players in the NHL don't do, 
but and, he, and he's the one that does it. But we have the depth. We've been talking about it all year. We have the depth. We have the depth. Yeah, we don't have another Gallagher per se, but not many teams do. But they still find a find a way. And you're telling me that we can't find a way because we lost Gallagher? No way. And 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 if if losing Gallagher is puts a big hole in your team, there's a fucking problem. Well, well, think about it. They all everyone was saying it at the beginning. We got three players that crash the net or stay in front of the net and screen goalies. Gallagher, uh, Anderson, and Corey Perry. You still have two. Why aren't you using it that way? And those two that are left are big ass bodies. They're both six three. Paul Gallagher's what five nine? Five nine. Yeah. But he plays like he's six three. Exactly. Perry has been. I won't shit a shit on Perry, but he has been doing a job. Even though we, no, we said this I, last I, I, yeah, episode, I don't ta- you, I'm not taking away anything from Perry. Perry's no, been doing if you a listen to us last and... episode, Vito, we, we we were. I I was a bit a concern, and Anthony. I know Anthony agree with me. It seems like we started to rely too much on Perry, and that's that. That's where it started but to become a problem when you're relying on him. You're right. Balance it out. Don't play the guy 19 minutes or 20 minutes. Balance it out. That's you right. have Josh Anderson. Let him go do it. Not to mention if Josh Anderson is caught in the offensive zone because he's been covering the net and it's now the puck is rushing the opposite way, he's got the speed to skate back. Utilize that. You have the tools. Don't start juggling it around. One day Anderson's playing with the, uh, with the, the Foley and KK. The next day he's playing with somebody with, with Eric Stahl. The next, like, stop that. Even for Eric Stahl, the guy just came to a team. You're, you're changing his wingers every two seconds. Yep. You just got at here. The be- at I the feel beginning, bad. we. I, ahead, I, I feel bad for Allen. I really, really do. And as far as he's concerned, as far as Carey Price's backup, he's doing the job. And this poor guy's got only one win in his last five games. Yeah, but it's not on him. If you go look at this, no, no, it's not. It's not this in front of me. This is why I feel. This is why I'm saying I feel bad for him. He's but got no. Only, yeah. He's got no yeah. team support. Nobody's scoring goals when he's playing. It's he, crazy. He, I think. I think the average was 2.58 goals. But if price, if this was price, though, you the fan base would be losing their shit. Oh, 100 percent. This is this is 100 percent. This is this, is, but, this is what this drives is, me insane more though. But anyway, but this is the thing, right? If price was a net. And if they would have lost these because they're one and four now in their last five games, the Montreal Canadiens, mm-hmm. this would all be on a carry price. It wouldn't be on yeah. Drew Wayne. It would be, it would be all on carry no, no, price. No, 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 no. This is the problem. When, 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 you, when you find a whipping boy all the time, it affects the player. I don't care what anybody says. On a night like tonight, mm-hmm. we would have probably still lost even if carry price is there. But instead of 5-0, it probably would have been 2-3-0. Because again, even Carey Price in the later part of his career, in the back nine, he still covers a lot of mistakes that, yeah. or and a lot of faults that the Canadians have. With that being said, he's not he hasn't been perfect, and I'm a huge fan of Carey Price, but I'll admit it, he hasn't been perfect the last two three years. But that's what you expect on a team that's going through a retooling phase. Yeah, exactly. And they're I, trying to build a team and figure all that stuff out. Fine, but I think, yeah, sorry, I, Vito. I think I think that goal. That that Allen Allen played the goal that where he Allen had to come out of his net and poke check the puck away. That was Petrie for some re- Yeah, Petrie mishandled that and played it very badly. I have a feeling when that goal happened, just the the, the team just deflated. Deflated. Yeah, absolutely. I I think I think tonight was one of those nights because they know they've been playing catch up hockey for the last three games. Though they won one and they almost and they came back close. The last two games, I think when this one happened, when this goal went in, 
I think it deflated them more than anything thinking, Oh God, here we go. We have to catch up again. And I think it just demoralized them. Overall. Kirk, Kirk Muller got fired along with Claude Julien. Power play was shit for three, four years, even. Okay. We had moments here and there, but everything was so predictable. Alex Burroughs comes in, things look a bit exciting. But as of late, I think before, was it the fir- from the first power play, the Montreal Canadiens were 1-18. One, one yeah. They were 1-18. for 18. So that means it doesn't matter. Burroughs, it doesn't matter who you're bringing in at this point because the personnel on the ice is the same or they're doing the same things. The only difference is like I was telling, uh, like I had mentioned to Anthony, was that Weber, I think he had mentioned that Weber's not shooting. He's just taking wrist shots now. But yeah, that's because that's even though that's the case, is because they took away that option. And by they, I mean the Montreal Canadiens took away the Shea Weber shot option because it became too predictable. Teams knew that when Shea Weber, when the puck was going to him, go have two players rush up on him and the shot is nothing. It's gone. So now they're not even using it. They're just having him there just in case he can rip a shot. But See, that's but not my, the right my, way to take it. My argument on that is, yes, it's predictable. But if you, if everybody, and I'm sure everybody does know how hard and how dangerous his shot is, yes, a defenseman might stop it once and will stay in front of that shot once to get that block, but he ain't going to block it twice because the first pain is, 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 is hard enough. So take that shot once, get that potential block. But if you take that second shot, that defenseman is not going to block it a second time. That's for sure. The problem and with that and is you're not you're not wrong. I've always used to say it. Shea Weber, rip a shot. If you break the guy's leg, you break the freaking guy's leg. Who cares? You know, like I feel bad for a player as a human being, but in terms of like your rival or the, the, the opponent, like who cares? Yeah, nothing kill per- nothing right? personal. But, but at the same time, our with the exception of Brendan Gallagher, our own players weren't even screening the goalie when Shea Weber was winding a shot anymore. So the goalies would just stop it. Yeah, that's true. Because Gallag- they didn't want to get hurt. hurt. Only uh, Brendan Gallagher went. That guy by the end of his career is going to have just nothing but metal hands. Yeah, yeah. He's going to he's 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 need multiple times. He's going to need rec- shot, right? he's going to need reconstructive surgery on his entire skeleton for sure. He's going to look like that that guy from Scary Movie. <laughs> the only the only thing on the the only thing on the power play that has improved is actually them entering the zone. I I will say mm, that uh, has gone a little better, but everything in uh, the actual the setting thing. up. Nah, Joey, Joey last year, last year, no, I don't know. It was the one thing about the power play I used to say. It's like they look like Scott Gomez. They used to get into the zone and then they don't know what the hell to do with it. Yep. Now they're getting into the zone and they pass and they pass and they pass. Yeah, they yeah. Pass. They don't they know how to, rip what to do with it shot. for sure. For sure. But I have to say they're getting into the zone, but it's not it's not fixed 100 percent But you know, there's, there's more no, to... but you know what the problem is? It's those stupid drop passes that where the defense is coming in and at the neutral zone. Oh, let me fucking pass the puck all the way back in my zone. Yeah, again. but hold on. That, no, Montreal's th- not the only team that does that. I understand that, but just but the, way, the way we, the way for some reason, the way this team does this particular power play strategy, it gives, it gives the other team so much time to guard the line and get into positioning for defending. Do you know what the real That's, issue is? And, I, and they, I think maybe this will make sense of certain they, things. Dude, they have nobody bring. They have no one that could bring the puck in the zone and control the play. Actually, I think I think they have. Between Petrie, Drew, Wayne, Kotkin, Yemi is very good at that. What the problem is is that everybody is passing the puck. Hmm. It's pass. You get it two on one rather than the guy taking the chance. Even Toffoli lately, it's like eh, gripping a stick. You remember at the beginning of the season, 
there was a two on one. I can't remember. He, and Toffoli ended up ripping the shot instead of the pass. Shoot. He would right? always shoot. But now yeah. it's like you're looking and you say, Dano's coming up. It's a two on one. Dano's going to make the pass. So that they blocked the passing lane. Drewing's coming up. He's got two goals. He ain't shooting. He's got a bust to the wrist. It blocked the passing lane. And it just keep it just keep rinse and repeat. They just have to block a passing lane. That's what I said that's before. Confidence thing, no, that, 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 that's a confidence thing. Nobody sh- wants to shoot the freaking puck. That's confidence. That's confidence. But that's what no, I said I, before. Well, no it's, one, it's, over, it's overthinking things too, for sure. But that's that's exactly what I was saying before. No one is shooting the puck anymore. Yes, we had the 31, t- 37 shots last game, but like Vito said, how many were dangerous? It's not the point. The point is no one is wants to take a shot. Now, Joe, you're right. It could be lack of confidence or because of all these losses and whatever, they're trying to make that perfect play. In hockey, yes, it's nice to have that perfect play, but sometimes that lucky bounce or that lucky shot is could work got, to build momentum. They just they just gotta go back to basics, man. Just gotta go so back my, to basics. Fucking just man, so one my, guy, one guy in one guy. If, if let's say all three forwards are into the zone, man, listen, do do the try. They gotta do the triangle where it's two forwards up and and and. The other forward in the trailer position, just both guys just have to crash the net. One guy shoot. That's what they have to do. They they have to just force the net. Like for Monday's game, Monday's game. Don't try to go skill versus skill against these guys. Oh no no, no we're gonna lose. No no, go, we're gonna go lose. for garbage goals. Go in front of the net. Do what you, you have gotta, to play. They have even to. if even if their goals where they look and Leafs fans come out after and saying Montreal was lucky. Listen, you got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. We can use some luck. It's fine. Let the shit goals go in. At the end of the day, we just want the two freaking points. And if we could exactly. come out with the two points without any injuries too on top of it, all the better. Exactly. So I have two questions that remind- for you guys. Yeah, go, no, go finish. Your- oh, yeah. I just wanted to run up that what Vito said reminded me of something. We've been mentioning about taking advantage of opportunities and luck and, and, just, and just basically – taking your chances on what's given to you. Tatar and Drouin tonight. That Them missing the net, is. this is what I was saying last few episodes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Vito, in one of the, the last episodes we had where uh, Toronto got that lucky bounce to, to take that goal, and, uh, you know, some of us were upset, and it's like, oh, Toronto got the luck, but they finish the opportunity that's given to them. We had Drouin and Tatar that could have changed a whole game by scoring an oh actual open God. net. Oh my god! And it wasn't even luck. Okay. It's like a, it's like every opportunity we're we're given, we're just not capitalizing. And that do you is know, a huge yeah. did, problem. Do you, did any of you guys at the very beginning of the season listen to Jonathan Drouin's, um interview about Josh Anderson? I, Anyways, I, I, if you didn't, I did, but I don't if, remember. If you didn't, I'll refresh in your memory. The thing he liked about Josh Anderson when he was paired up with Suzuki or he was excited about Josh Anderson is that he knew that a big body like that would create space for him and Suzuki. That's what they need. Oh, yes. Now I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's what they, that's what Joy needs. That's what Suzuki needs. They need that big body to create space. That's that's what they need. KK and them used to, had Armia that would create some space. Yeah. Armia is not perfect, but the one thing he was he's strong a big, on is a, big is, body, is a big body. He was good on the four check, and he most, yep. mostly won his one-on-one battles. Yep. Okay. Now you also have Corey Perry that can create space. So that's how things need to be balanced out on a line-per-line basis, is put a big guy who creates space, who causes a bit of ruckus on each line. Don't put a Tatar and a Drouet on the exact same line. It's too soft. It's very soft. But but this yeah. is why... But this is why... This is why Corey Perry gets the job done and creates space. It's because he goes to the net. 
when you have that guy going to the net, it sets it it sets the 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 defensive pairing on the opposing team a bit off. Because sometimes they don't know what to do. Do I go after the guy that's crashing the net? If there's one guy committing to him, the other defenseman's got to commit to somebody else on the on the forward line. That that that's how you create openings, and they're not doing that. Corey Perry is the only one that's doing that, Joe, and that's why he's having success. So so I'm gonna say something because I read something on Facebook earlier today, and it kind of, I never looked at it this way, but now if you think about it, I think it's true. Mark Bergevin built a team full of third and fourth liners because third and fourth liners are the only ones shining. Look at you said. Look at what you said, Corey Perry. You said it before, Eric Stahl. Where do you see him play? Fourth line center. All the guys he's grabbing are third, fourth liners, and it's always the wow. third and fourth liners who are shining wow. the most. He's got no choice. No, hold, hold on, jo- Josh Anderson and Tyler Toffoli are not third liners. Oh, they're not. Like, not in, they're not, because they're, of what they're, they're, they're not. They're not. They're not they're third not liners. liners. They, they. I mean, so, you you could argue you could argue that we have maybe. We have we have Maybe we have two second, second lines, uh, two second lines, and and a third line and a fourth. We definitely don't have a, a top first line. Okay, yeah, you could argue about a, a bunch of second liners. Absolutely. Listen, as far as far as Toffoli and Anderson are concerned, they 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 they've, for the most they've part done their job. So done their, yeah, exactly. They've done for most part of the season. Yeah, they've done their job. All the it's, additions that that Bergevin has brought in did their job. Their job exactly, and they're still doing their job. I mean, yeah, everybody was shitting on uh, on Anderson for a while, and then he got three goals in two games, and you're like, okay, no, he's he's fine, he's, but he's like a typical goal scorer. Goal scorers are streaky. Not yeah. if goal scorers weren't streaky, they'd have eighty to a year. And thank God they're scoring, because if it wasn't for Anderson and Toffoli so, at times, and Gallagher well, too. They're, they're, well, think about it. If it wasn't for Anderson and Toffoli, period, forget about the playoffs. It wouldn't be we wouldn't be in this. We'd be worse than Ottawa. We'd be worse than Ottawa. We'd be the same as last year. That's why we brought them in. Can you? I have a question for you guys. Can you imagine what this team would look like now if we did not trade Sergachev and if we drafted Brady Kachuk instead? Yeah, but you don't know if it's going to be like that. Uh, well, no, no, okay. No, no, like, this, it's, some, it's, something, it's something I thought about like earlier okay, tonight. I've had this discussion about Sergachev countless times. Sergachev <laughs> is a good prospect. We got him ninth, and people should. But the thing about Sergachev, he's on a team that is that insulates him very well, and he's yeah, on he's playing the third sure. pairing. Occasionally goes on the second pairing. In Montreal, he would have been on the first pairing. It was you, not going to work because yeah. you know how yeah, we maybe. are here, yeah. Yeah, right? Then Tampa Bay, go chill, go relax. The issue with the Sergachev trade. And if you look back, is that we did not acquire the player we actually needed at the time. They 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 traded Sergeyev for Drouin because for some reason, whoever the pro scout was at that time, I don't know if he's still with the team, but he should be fired for going at Drouin thinking he could play center to Max Pacioretty. The center part, yes. But at the end of the day, <laughs> don't forget Drouin was a third overall pick and did show a lot of skill and promise. He and he's did. still he's still a good player but he's no, not the savior refra- that people it's, were it's, it's, hold on it's, rephrase it's, rephrase it's, that sentence Vito a Frenchman that had the talent okay. that's what they were looking for okay I, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm sorry not gonna I believe go. in the politics there I do believe in the politics in Montreal Maybe, but, yes. but I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna jump on that one because hey, there's nothing good that could come out of that <laughs> but with that being said you, 
there there could be some of it something to that yeah there could be that's the only now when you're talking about brady kachuk everyone knew when when brady kachuk was drafted he was the most nhl ready player other than svechnikov he was yeah there's no there's no doubt about that yeah, okay. Dalene for sure. The guy's still no, a, yeah, He's just yeah, but, a shit team. Yeah, but, but I'm talking um, about forwards, though. Like, yeah, for sure. But Brady Kachuk, we knew that Kotkaniemi would be a bit more of a project, but he was the center, the best centerman of the draft, and he was trending upward, and he still is. Like, if you go look at Kotkaniemi's stats and Brady Kachuk's, they're not far off anymore this season. That's true. No, that's true. They're not far off. And one's got a bigger responsibility than the other. Brady Kachuk to me is is a bigger Brendan Gallagher, and what you see is what you're getting now with Brady Kachuk. Like, how much better is he going to get? I don't think that much more. He might even just be like this, and that's fine. That's who he is. That's great. That's perfect for Ottawa. But dude, the but dude, fans he, deserve a guy like that. But but this could this he probably is and will be one of those players, like you said, Vito, that a, a big guy crashes the net, creates space. Absolutely. He's gonna he, he's gonna score. He's gonna score thirty goals. Absolutely. Uh, but a, a look year. what look what Ottawa's issue is right now. Ottawa has no the, up and coming centermen, and they have no centermen right now. They're, but they're still they're still in a rebuild phase, though. Yeah, but and, they still and don't have and, those. Montreal's in a rebuild no, for sure. phase. No, and no. We're looking at look at all the centermen yeah, depth no. we have. Oh my God, KK Suzuki, Paling, and it just keeps going. Yeah, well, speaking apparently, of, it's speak, not enough to Bergevin. I don't know of, if you guys heard from speak, uh, Elliot well, Friedman. What? what? Yeah, but I he said that before. That, what, 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 he, the he reported that he oh, asked no, for guest class availability. Uh, yeah, yeah okay. but Joey, I have to think happen. that I have it's to not think happen. that was before they acquired Stall. I hope so. I really but, hope so. But it's what makes sense because it also doesn't make sense. And when it doesn't make sense, that's that's probably the nuance that Elliot Friedman didn't mention because he doesn't know about that or doesn't have that detail. Is they probably asked for Getzlaff before Stall, and when they said no, Getzlaff is not moving, he moved on to Stall. Exactly. I guys, hope with, that's the case. Guys, so with, 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 with less than 48 hours away from trade deadline. Well, that's my question. Like, like okay. this is, this is, I, I, I would like to think that Bergevin has to do something now more than ever. So let me and rephrase he, your set, your question. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask your, I'm going to ask what you're asking now in a different way. Okay. Is okay. it time to panic? Because we asked that question a couple of episodes ago. Well, maybe like 10 episodes ago when we were in that five, six game losing streak or that eight game losing streak. And everybody said, no, I don't think it's time to panic. I think we can turn this around. But Not now, until we face Calgary. And we play those which games. Is, which is something I said last episode too. Those four games against Calgary, they got to win all four. Even two, even two, they're fine. Because even two, As, they're still eight points behind that too. First, I I agree, but for me, I I'm a guy that loves security, and I want to I want to be able to breathe a little bit too. They need to, Joey said he would go for a three on one record, and as much as I half agreed and half disagreed, I would love for them to go four zero against Calgary when they played them four times. Listen, is it possible? It's possible. Is it likely? Maybe not because we have had a rough time against Calgary this season, but they need a winning record. Against, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing Calgary. it different. I'm seeing differently than you guys. You guys are looking at it as. Don't worry about Vancouver. No, Don't no, 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 no. Hold on. I'm not talking about that. You guys are looking at the points and making the playoffs again by squeezing in. My panic is not that. Yes, I What's think we could potentially then? make the playoffs because of. What's your panic Vancouver then? And Calgary being shit. My panic is the way we've been playing, the identity we're showing. 
We're not going to survive first round potentially against Toronto. Uh, dude, dude, dude. At that point now, playoffs is a different season. You never know yeah. what could happen. Okay. Yeah, right now, no, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't No, no, no. It doesn't matter. No, 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 no. Come on, Tom. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I agree. I agree. Playoffs is a different story. I agree with that. A story is a different playoffs is a different season. Anything can happen. But right now, the identity the team is showing is not a team that can even survive. Well, the the problem right now is that the identity they're showing is no identity. But that's they the, have no identity. They, they're not playing their speed game. They're not playing their up tempo. But the one thing is, is if if Gallagher's that much of a spark plug and Price comes back, uh, you know, in good shape and playing the way that he played in the bubble, uh, yeah, Montreal has has a chance. The problem that I don't want to like it's bittersweet because I don't I don't want to face the Leafs. But at the same time, it's the first time since like what, like nineteen nineteen six nineteen uh, nineteen seventy eight or nine nineteen seventy something, right? Yeah. So it's been a, it's been, here. It's been a long ass time since they faced each other. I would other, love to see. Team. I would love and to see Montreal versus Leafs for once in the playoffs. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my god. We'll we see haven't it, fared, we haven't fared well this year. I, I, no, I I I I understand that, but but I know it's a different hmm. playoffs is a different animal. No, but it, listen, it it's it's. The Leafs don't have a uh, a very good uh, tracking record when it comes to the playoffs. For and some reason, and watch I, some I, reason I don't see they have it. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Okay, dude. If they if 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 let if let's say they play the Leafs, okay, and the Canadians lose, they lose, they lose. But you you never know. You I don't I don't want. Look, maybe it's because I'm a glass half full kind of guy. There's something about NHL. Look, look, look at what they did last season in the Buffalo against against Pittsburgh. What was the one complaint about Pittsburgh not wanting to play the Canadians last year? They didn't want to no, face Carey Price. Yeah, they don't want to face. I know. No, 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 no. I, I listen, guys. Just hear me out, okay? Oh, could you imagine listening to the Leafs for an entire uh, Leafs fans for an entire off season that they beat Montreal? Big, big whoop. In the end, they still won't win the cup, and that's exactly. the goal. That's the ultimate goal. Let, let, you know what? Let let them let them have their hoorah. I don't, I don't give a shit. The thing is, is that the Leafs are built for the season. They're not exactly built for the playoffs. And Time that could change. The North. That good for them. We the North. Yeah, good for Joe, them. How, they, how they, many teams they, have they, won they, the division? They could check the conference and. Joe, they could no, chant. I'm saying they're winning the North and like the playoffs. Whoop. They're they could, gonna make they, the semis. They could chant the King of the North all they want. I don't give a shit, uh, dude. The the ultimate goal is to win the cup, not to beat your your just your rival. Then after that, okay, that's fine. Dude, the Canadian. Everybody still says it. The Canadians are built for playoff type hockey. Yeah, because of the five okay. on five. Okay. Five on five hockey Plus, and overtime. There's no three on three overtime or shootouts. Montreal five. Which on is five, Montreal's. Even, which even is Montreal's curse this year. Even though just, we've been losing lately, Montreal's still one of the best teams. Five but on Vito, five one of the things that you need in playoffs, because scoring is hard to come by. You when you get those special teams, they matter. Yes, five on five Dude, matters. Special but when teams you get matter. Those minimal Absolutely. opportunity. Yes. And Absolutely. That's what we're really struggling. Yeah, that's more often the, than not in the playoffs. More often than not, I mean, officiating has been questionable all season. No, and, I'm, what, and I'm using that lightly. Yeah, the whistles work. are gonna put away. Are they, the whistles gonna, will be put yeah. away most of the you're time? You're gonna see Shea playoffs. Weber's cross check is gonna be nice, uh, nice and used quite a bit. That's gonna work to his advantage. I, I, I listen. I don't want to bet every dollar I have left, which isn't much. But you, you play aggressive and rough against Matthews, Marner, Tavares. You take away those guys, you, you, you could beat the Leafs in the playoffs. They got play the same one. guys. 
He's got two assists tonight. He's on fire. Look, look, look. Let, let's just let's just like conclude it with by saying this. I don't disagree with you, Sam. By you know, the playoffs is a different animal. It's a different season. It's a different situation. Anything can happen. And you're right. Anything can happen. But right now, they're not showing me. Like, they're showing me that they're going to be a team who squeeze in once again when we shouldn't be that team. With the players we have on paper and the team that showed who they were the first 10 games of the season, right now they're showing me as a team like last year and the year before that they just squeeze in and then get eliminated the first round. And I don't Listen, want that. I th- I want, yeah, I, I, yeah I, want, I know, but I, I want you know them I mean? to make the playoffs. I want them to make the playoffs. I, do, point no, I don't I care agree. how they make I, it. Yes, but you see, but that shouldn't be your way of thinking as a has fan for so many years, we want to have a team where we can look at them during the season. And so they've been these guys are going to do it. I'm doing exactly. I'm used to it. Cause the past 20 years, every Which time they made the playoffs was, okay. was, 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 was just making it by the skin of their teeth. Montreal does not have a player. They don't have a difference maker. Not that, but they don't have a player like, the current our current opponents in the north like we have that can ca- put the team on their back and carry them we don't yeah, have exactly it. we don't no, have we a don't. matthews we don't have a shifley we don't have a mcdavid we don't have it right we, <laughs> we don't have Zon. we don't have that so it's by committee and unfortunately yep. when it's by committee if you have one line that happens to take the night off or a, a total amount of players that equates to one line we're in trouble now yep. when it's a night like tonight where all four lines took the night off the three defensive pairings took the night off and left a goalie to hang. This is what we get. And we got five people on the curfew boys pissed off trying to figure out (laughs) solutions that they can't even figure out. I'm going to end this. (laughs) I'm going to end this episode on a much more positive note. How about Cole Caulfield's professional debut with the Laval Rockets? More exciting than watching two two goals. I watched both games. I watched today's game and yesterday's game. Both. Both goals that he scored were typical Cole Caulfield goals. One of them, one timer on, on the left side on the power play. The other one, rushing the net, shooting, picking up a rebound. One assist he picked up. Again, today he scored a nice goal. Well, a nice goal. He stuck his foot out at the right time. Bang, a goal's a goal. Three goals and one assist in two games. I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from this kid, but honestly, as much as we can use his scoring... Man, Laval is winning. The Rockets are probably the best team in the AHL right now. I say leave them there. Let them dominate. Let them have fun. Let them snipe. I give them a chat. Give, give. If, I know the AHL did not announce uh, um, a playoff schedule or they uh, they didn't announce anything yet, but that doesn't mean there won't be AHL playoffs. I think they did. They confirmed there isn't. Yeah, I said last there, time. There's, there's no AHL playoffs this year. They yeah. confirmed that? Not I, yeah, I, they confirmed because of COVID. When okay, because I I checked the I checked about like a few days ago and they said no announcement for playoffs yet. Maybe I just searched the wrong. That's too bad because I would have loved that team to fight together for a championship with the for the Calder Trophy. Having so, said that, let them let them dominate together, let them play, and then come next season, bring the having, kids up, bring bring that, bring Paling and Caul- Caulfield up next year. Let's go. So let me let me let me just finish that off with what you mm-hmm. said, Sam. It yeah. now makes me change my whole way of thinking. So, oh boy, I have that influence on you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that AHL doesn't have a playoffs. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, so that, no, no, it changes things of, for, for real. It makes yeah. me think even more that if Marco Rosario doesn't do anything and the team shows this no identity, the Paling or Caulfield is going to be called up at the end because there's no playoffs for the AHL. Big, big, big chance that's going to happen. I, again, I don't want that to happen. I want, yeah, but it could be. Finish. Yeah, it could I, be. I want Caulfield and Paling to, to finish dominating what they're doing and then get ready for next season. But because of no playoffs, no nothing, and zero identity with the Montreal Canadiens, and if MB doesn't do anything by trade deadline in two days, guess what? You're going to pick up a Caulfield and Paling to come up, try to find that identity, and make playoffs because we all do know that MB's job is on the line. Anyways, last minute of Every play- analyst has said that, they just by the way, every analyst has said it won't be long before he comes up. And they were talking yeah. this season. Not saying they know something, but they keep so, repeating it. Real, real quick. Did you guys see during the game, Mark Bergevin was texting on his phone? Yeah. So yeah. so, so the, there's a meme that was released. It's a, it's a, it's somebody took a picture of that. And at the bottom, it's a text message between Mark Bergevin and Cole Caulfield. And Mark Bergevin texts Caulfield. is like, I need you right now. And then Caulfield says, I'm on my way. I think Caulfield's gonna come. I I think Caulfield's gonna come this maybe the second or third game against Calgary, depending on where they're at. You think so soon? Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. We'll see. And then they get run run over. Only if the gold drought continues. Maybe but that's that's maybe yeah. We'll see um what happens. Anyways, last minute of play, final question, just yes or no. That's it, that's all. Is MB gonna do a move by Monday? Joe. Yes, he's desperate. Vito, Vito. Yeah, he'll make him. He'll make a move. Adrian. Big or small, he'll make something. No, he won't do anything. He won't do anything. Sam. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, yes. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, fuck it. Let's go with yes. I think <laughs> I, as much as I want to say yes, I'm gonna follow Adrian. It's it's no. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right, boys. It's coming to an end. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to play this song on guitar now <laughs> To all our listeners out there Follow us on Instagram Listen to us on Apple and Spotify We do have a giveaway That's going to end at midnight 11.59pm tomorrow So $100 gift card to the NHL store Follow us Tag your friends And you might be a lucky winner Alright guys, Monday Trade deadline and the Leafs oh, See you guys then <laughs> Bye now. Yes, Bye now. Bye now. Good night.